Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. I am your host, Shola. Thank you for joining me. Um, thank you so much. Um, I do hope, like I always say, that you're safe, staying safe wherever you are. And uh, may the peace of the Lord never depart from our lives, our hearts, our minds, and from everything that concerns us in Jesus' name. Um, may his covenant of peace be our defense, be our cover, be our comfort, be our assurance, and our confidence at this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so today I am going back to the soul series. I don't know how you feel about that, but I think for me, a lot of these musings are, it's like a library that I'm just, we're, we're, we're putting together and we're putting aside. And I do notice that a lot of people listen, you know, several days after I post. Sometimes I just see movement on episodes that, you know, are really old. So really, this is really just like an archive series for me. So please bear with me. I will soon end this. I think this should be the second to the last. And I'll move on to other things. But I think it's important to just really talk about these things. And every now and then we can all go back and have a look, a, a listen through just like I do as well. So today's um, topic is called All Your Heart. I initially thought about calling it heart and soul. But so... But I realized that, you know, let me just go with what the headline scripture says on this one. And it's really just about talking about the importance of the heart in the context of the soul and why God differentiates the two. And I mean, differentiates the heart from the soul, why the Bible says heart and soul, heart and soul. And then what role that the heart plays in our walk with God and in the scheme of things, really, in terms of how God made us. So, yeah, let's um, get right into it then. So the first scripture, headline scripture for today, Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. This is Jesus referring to, you know, the first commandments, the greatest commandments of all, which is, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. So all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. So today's title, All Your Heart. And so we want to now understand a bit more of that all your heart. And of course, we know the heart is in the soul. But what is, what, what, what is different? The heart and the mind are actually in the soul. But apparently they are different. So the Bible differentiates it. So you know that, okay, heart is for thinking, is for feeling. Mind is for thinking. And then the soul is where all of that rests in, uh, is the core, you know, puts everything together. And the heart and mind together then forms our soul. So Mark eleven twenty three says, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So this is a very important scripture about how to, you know, ask, how to believe God and stand on the word of God. Those people who are wordites or word of faith people who are, you know, traditional people who went through that whole word of faith phase in our Christian, um, in our Christian history, modern Christian history, will understand, will know the scripture very well, popularized, popularized by Kenneth Hagin. So this says, if you want, like if you're going through a situation in your life, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, figurative mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into sea, I shall not doubt in, in his heart. In other words, doubt resides in the heart. And it says, 
if that but shall believe that these things that he says shall come to pass he shall have whatever he says so faith and doubt rest or they take hold in the heart so the only thing um, if the bible says that faith is you know how we access god and without faith it's impossible to please god or that you know he that comes to god must be um, believe that he's a word of them that diligently seek him if faith is the substance of things hoped for i mean it is what you know how we're able to access god's power it is important for us to then know where that faith lies and what kind of faith is god looking for so god is looking for faith that is in the heart not faith faith cannot take hold in your mind so it's important that we really understand this very well doubt also takes hold in the heart so you know this is not really something you can fake you know like the sort of way you fake you know compliance uh, you know in 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 maybe society terms but with god faith and doubt rests in the heart let's go on and see how other scriptures in which the heart is used and there are so many of, of them psalm 147 verse 3 says god heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds so yes it's possible for a heart to be broken as well and it is god that is able to bind it up to to heal it and to broken and, and to bind it up bind up the wounds of the heart really really awesome and the bible also says psalm 13 verse 12 that hope deferred makes the heart sick so the heart can also be sick and you know, it's important that we understand these things. So when you see people who are sick in the heart, don't be giving talking to them as if, oh, just get up, go and do something. You know, I I find Christians particularly were so ignorant about some of these things, and we say the worst things even when people are grieving. So we say tell some people, you know, the God, um, God needed them as an angel. It was time for them to go. You know, funny things that really really upset makes the person grieving even worse. Anyways, I digress. So hope deferred. In other words, anything that is really makes the heart sick. It's important to know the heart is sick. And when it is sick, it is God that can heal it. It is the word of God that can heal it. You know, it's we just need to understand that it's different from when the mind is sick. And it's not something people can just pick themselves up from and go. A little bit of compassion, sometimes even silence, sometimes just comfort, just being there and just helping out. Just support, silent support, maybe all that is needed or prayer. But, it, you know, the, sometimes the heart can be sick. Matthew chapter 5 verse 8 says it is the pure in heart that will see God not the pure in mind you know like I said this is so serious again so it's important we see the value that God places on the heart and the role that that heart you know is almost like an engine room of sorts the role that the role that the the um the role that the heart plays in terms of you know the the outcomes that we get in life in fact proverbs 420 that one tells us that um, we should guard our heart with um, all diligence i'm not sure if it's proverbs for um for out of it are the issues of life you know so we, we anyway i mean yes this heart is not something we can joke with the condition of the heart really really determines who we are let's just put it that way and what we get out of life jeremiah 17 9 to 10 says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it so wickedness rests in the heart and we know that we can really say that very very wicked hearted people so wickedness is not necessarily a thing of the mind you know yes the mind can devise wicked things but it has to be in the heart first you know before the mind of course you could it may it may come through thoughts and things like that but it where it takes roots and to the point where it now forms the personality and and drives the action of the person is in the heart 
which is why you know when they say give, give when you say give your life to Christ, it's really about giving your heart to Christ, really. Because if your heart has not been given to Christ, then really your life has not been given, regardless of whatever your mouth says. And even um, the scripture Romans ten that talks about how we come to Christ, it says believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's how you'll be saved. So many people confess with their mouth. If anyone confesses with the mouth and does not believe in the heart, sorry, you will not be saved. That promise is only to people who are able to get to the point that they actually believe in their heart and it's only god that can see that that belief is there you know we can't tell um proverbs 4 20 says my son attend to my words incline your ear to my sayings let them not depart from thine eyes keep them in the midst of thine heart that they are life unto those that find them and help to all their faith so the word of god god advises us to keep it in the middle of our hearts in other words open your hearts take the word tuck it inside you know the way women used to take um, their take money and put it inside their bra in those days in the middle of the bra as in, in the center wedge it well that's exactly how god wants us to handle the word of god make sure it's safe make sure it does not drop look at it well fold it well into your heart and it is an ongoing thing it and it must be kept there as in as you are looking at it you know those men that put money there but they're always conscious of it making sure it doesn't shift because that money must not drop from that bra man all of their investment is in that money exactly that is exactly how we hide the word inside our heart apologies for that very graphic reference but i think it it, it, it you know it, get, it takes the message home so jeremiah 29 verse 13 says and you shall seek me and find me when you search me for with all your heart eh? so god said until you search him with all your heart that's where you find him no wonder many of us are really struggling to know where he is or who he is. Psalm 51 verse 10, because it takes all, not some, and it's not your mind, it is your heart. It is, um, verse, Psalm 51 verse 10 says, it is um, God that creates in us a clean heart and renews a right spirit within us. That was a prayer of David, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. So a heart can be clean, can also be dirty. And of course, if the heart is dirty, if the heart is clean, the mind will be clean, the works of the person will be clean before God. But if it is dirty, then it will be dirty and it will also be dirty in actions as well. So I'm saying all of this so that we know that the doctrine of externalities, in other words, the doctrine that says it is how you look, where you dress and what you look at, it has no place with God though. Because with God, what he respects is what he can find inside your heart and it's only him that can see it. Which is why the Bible says the Lord knows them that are his okay so matthew 6 21 says for where your treasure is there will your heart be also i won't go too much into that but it's talking about how if your heart is always thinking about money and how to make money then i mean really then it shows that that is where you know um, your you know your focus is on and where you spend all your time and all your money is also an indication of where your heart really is regardless of what you say about okay i love god and he's the greatest thing in my life and all that so um Moving on very slowly, I think I'll just bring this to a close because I'm almost out of time. So Psalm 19 verse 14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accepted in thy sight, O Lord. Oh wow, oh wow, oh wow. Oh Lord, my strength and redeemer. So this is a prayer. God needs hmm, that the meditation of our hearts be acceptable unto his sight. And how can it be acceptable if you, the meditation is not based on the word of God? There is no other way. Then... um Psalm 90 says, teach us to number our days and apply our hearts to wisdom. Again, this is about the word of God. Applying your heart means taking the word of God, allowing its wisdom to rest in your heart, embedding it, change it. Just bathing my heart in the word of God. That's what this means. Psalm 119 verse 2 says, it is those who seek him with the whole heart that will be blessed of the Lord. 
Psalm 119 verse 7 also says, We are only able to praise God with uprightness of heart when we shall have learned about his righteous judgment. So it seems that there's a big correlation between the word and the heart. You know, there's a big correlation. In fact, the parable of the sower, I think, really brings it home when he says the sower sows the word and that the devil comes to steal the word that is sown in the heart. So it's like the only place for the word of God where it takes hold. It cannot take hold in the mind. And it makes sense now because the mind is a logic mind. It can only take hold in the heart. You know how in the heart you just believe something. The heart doesn't go operate on logic. And I think that's why God, you know, faith has to rest in the heart. Because the heart, you know how some people just like them. You know, they don't, they've not really done anything. Even in short, your love for them does not make sense. It's a faith thing. You just love the person or you just have the belief that this thing is the way the person said it will be. You don't have the evidence before you, but you just believe. And that is exactly how it is. Faith and unbelief, fear, doubt, all of those things, they take hold in the heart. So we all need to be careful. I need to be careful about what takes hold in my heart because that is what forms the issues, the products of my life and the experiences that I have. So finally, the love of God is also shared abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit given unto us. That's Romans 5 verse 5. And I think I will end this with this scripture that says, in Psalm 119, which has a lot of scriptures around the heart, I will recommend everyone to read it from beginning to the end. Psalm 119, verse 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I may not sin against you. Yeah, Father, please help me. Help me to get to that place where I can really hide my word in your heart, so that I may not sin against you, and I may walk worthy of you unto all pleasing. Joel 2.13 says, Genuine repentance takes place in the heart. It says, rend your heart and not your garments. God is only interested in having all of my heart, all of your heart. May the Lord help us to really and truly offer all of our hearts to him and worship him eternally and serve him accordingly. In Jesus' name, 